I'm Sue Berman and this is Real Gold. This month in the Real Gold case we have an exciting 300 year anniversary. I've invited uh, Rare Book Specialist Georgia Prince to tell us about. So kia ora Georgia, thanks again for making the time to talk with us for the Real Gold podcast. Very glad to do so. So, a special occasion for special Robinson occasion. Crusoe. So, the, um, this year is the 300th anniversary of the publication of Robinson Crusoe, the novel by Daniel Defoe. Um, so, it was first published in 1719, which is probably surprising to many people that such a popular work, uh, many versions of which have been um, issued around the world, seen, filmed, you know, the, the mm. numerous adaptations. It's probably a little surprising to many people that it's as old as that and that it's managed to be popular for 300 years, which is quite an achievement for a novel. Um, and it was written in 1719 um, and probably unexpectedly became a bestseller. Robinson, um, Daniel Defoe was a journalist and he had written a number of other works and this in 1719 sort of took off and within that one year he published four editions of that novel um, and they'd all sold out, which is quite something in, in the early 18th century when you know mass literacy is not common. I mean, it, well, it doesn't exist and this is only the sort of more well-off part of the population that can afford to buy a novel. Um, and it is a very early novel and is often referred to as the first novel in English. I mean, whatever the first novel is, is you know, there are many um, candidates for the <laughs> honour. Um, but in terms of popularity, this probably is the one that has lasted the longest of those early types of, of, of novels um, and sort of spawned a whole genre, really, of adventure story because, you know, it's a story of a of a man who gets shipwrecked on an uninhabited island um, and has to fend for himself and learn to live there. Um, and the whole survivor sort of story um, still has a lot of popular appeal. Witness the TV programme, which <laughs> must be based on Robinson Crusoe. <laughs> Indeed. Interesting you mentioned he was a journalist, um, yeah, Daniel Defoe. he was a journalist. Because, in fact, the story has some base well, in reality, doesn't yes, it? Yes, and many people um, suggest that the, the, the true story of a seaman called Alexander Selkirk is the model or the, or the, you know, the primary inspiration for Defoe's Robinson Crusoe. So this was a man called Alexander Selkirk who was a sailor, um, a Scotsman, and in the early part of the 18th century, um, he was on a um, privateer expedition. They're sort of licensed pirates, basically. Mm. Um, and he had fallen out with his captain because he, he was a ma the master of the ship and he had insisted that the ship was sea unseaworthy, you know, and they shouldn't be sailing. And so the captain got sick to death of him and dropped him off at an uninhabited island at, um, uh, off the coast of Chile called the Juan Fernandez Islands of the, the island group and mm. he was left there. Um, they did give him I think a gun and some ammunition and possibly something else to help him survive but not you know not not a whole lot of stuff and at that point he sort of rather wished he'd um, 
eaten his tongue, if you like, you know, and, and tried to get back on. But the captain said, nope, that's it, gone. <laughs> You're staying there. And they took off and left him. And of course, interestingly enough, the ship did sink. <laughs> so he was right. <laughs> and he did survive. <laughs> and he did survive. And he was picked up in about four years later um, by another um, privateering expedition, British expedition. Um, and we, in the case that I've got here, we, we, we've got the um, account of his rescue, um, which was written in a book by a man called Woods Rogers. And this was a cruising voyage around the world. And we've got the 1718 edition. And the page we have it open at um, describes Alexander Selkirk, a Scotchman found on the Isle of Juan Fernandez, where he had lived for four years and four months alone. Um, and <coughs> that is, you know, commonly considered the prime source, if you like, for Robinson Crusoe, um, for Defoe's story of a man alone on an island. So we have the 1719 edition. This is actually the third edition in 1719 that we have in the collection and on show. And, and is, is each edition um, the same text, just a new Each edition is print. the same text. It's right. just, just reprinted. Mm -hmm. um, quite plain volumes, no illustrations. You know, it's quite a simple little book. Um, and because it was such a runaway bestseller, he quickly penned a sequel, um, also published in 1719, which we have an edition of in the case here from 1719, which is called The Father Adventures of Robinson Crusoe. Mm. So this is what happened after he got home and then went off on another expedition. Um, so it's sort of like a repeat performance, if you like, of the same. And it was never as popular as Robinson Crusoe. Most people probably have never read it or even heard of it. But at the time, you know, he was sort of cashing in on the popularity of, of the novel. Um, so given that they <coughs> don't have illustrations, <coughs> tell me about these pictures that you're so, featuring well, we, on the wall. Yeah, we've got two pictures on the wall and this is actually, um, these are photographs blown up from some some extra plates um, from the novel um, which were published in 1784. Um, so this is from the 16th edition of the novel in 1784 um, and there these are engravings and you can see one of these is an image of Robinson Crusoe <coughs> wearing goatskins um, with his muskets over his shoulder and a sword, and in the background is the ship foundering, um, coming to grief, which was the you know initial cause of him landing on the island. I mean, he's the only survivor of a shipwreck, which is what happens. Right. And then on the next plate, we've got a picture of Robinson Crusoe on a little raft that he's constructed, um, called Robinson Crusoe saving his goods out of the wreck of his ship. So because the um, ship handily wrecks quite close to shore, um, he's able to get out to the to the um, to the wreck on this raft, and salvage um, various items from the wreck, and including the ship's cat. And you can yes. see a dog at sea as well. So, uh, <laughs> they're quite sort of naive they etchings, are quite, aren't well, they? Well, they are quite naive engravings. Yeah, engravings. Um, yeah, yeah, they are. Um, but they are sort of charming in their mm. way, um, and they blow up very well because they're engravings, because they're just you know line. Um, you know, the line sort of blows up very well on these. And, of course, subsequently, you know, Robinson Crusoe's hardly ever been out of print and lots of illustrators have enjoyed um, doing their own version of Robinson Crusoe on the island. And, you know, there are many illustrated versions out there and also children's versions, which, you know, leave out a great chunks of the 
um, rather more introspective aspects of the of the novel, um, where Robinson Crusoe sort of um, spends a lot of time conversing with God, and I think a lot of those are left out of the children's novel. Yes, I don't, children's I don't remember no, reading that. No, but it is, in the, it is in the original. Um, so I, I suspect we've got a fair few various kind of versions. We have, we have in some of our children's historical um, part of, of of the collection. And also some of the um, illustrated versions in the 20th century, early 20th century, and yeah, so there are a number of different versions of them. And as I say, illustrators have have often enjoyed, um, yeah, envisaging um, the Robinson Crusoe life. I mean, one of the things that's interesting about this image here of Robinson Crusoe and his goatskins. Um, and one of the reasons why people say Alexander Selkirk must be the model is that Selkirk was marooned on an island which was quite cold yes. and did end up by being um, rescued wearing goatskins because he'd had a, he had a gun and he shot goats and dressed himself in goatskins. Whereas Robinson Crusoe is on Trinidad and he would not have needed goatskins on Trinidad, which is quite an interesting, mm. much warmer climate in the Caribbean. I wonder what might have been the influence on um, Defoe's writing yes. um, in setting it in Trinidad. Well, I mean, that is the home, really, of the privateers and the pirates, and that was the sort of um, environment that Robinson Crusoe was, you know, part of at, in the, at that time. So, I mean, that was the home of the privateers, really, um, and that's where those sort of stories of, of, of treasure hunting and, you know, and, and um, booty came from. And certainly Woods Rogers, who's the man who picks Robinson Crusoe up, would have been up in the Caribbean. Um, so it, it, it is sort of like the makes home. Sense, yeah, it does sort of make sense that it would be Trinidad. And so finally, um, about the books that are in the case, do we know the story of their provenance? Well, they were purchased in Auckland. Um, so I bought them um, way back in the early 1980s um, from a local book dealer. Um, and we don't know why they came to New Zealand or with whom they came, um, but they were offered for sale um, very locally, you know, just in Lawn Street. So that's how they've come into the library. Very good. And so we invite the people of Auckland to come to have a look in the Indeed. month of December mm -hmm. and they'll be available in the Real Gold case here on Level 2 in the Special Collections or Heritage Collections reading room um, and of course available at other times should they not be able to make Absolutely. it in the month of December. That's right. Thanks so much Georgia. Pleasure.